You are listening to Cut Jib Newsletter Speaks, the podcast. This is Series 5, Episode number 8, I believe, for uh, Tuesday, October 31st. Happy Halloween, everybody, 2023. It's J.J. Sefton here, uh, once again joined by my good friend, co-blogger and colleague, uh, CBD. CBD, how's it hanging? Ah, it's hanging great. Uh, it's Halloween. Um, I bought a monstrous box of full-size candy bars um, right. because since we got one person last year, I think maybe not even one, uh, I double down and uh, have enough candy for the next month so that I can eat. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, exactly actually, it is actually a little sad that, uh, you know, we used to get dozens of kids coming to the house. And um, over the last several years, that has um, shrunk down to almost nothing. Uh, the average over the last three years is probably less than one kid. Um, and that and that speaks to probably a combination of uh, too many goddamned helicopter parents and the um, attempts by the schools to keep kids off the streets. And, you know, they probably have parties and all sorts of events and uh, kids are sick of it by uh, by six o'clock at night. Um, but that speaks to an even larger issue. And that is that uh, Americans are, are turning into wimps. You know, kids should get into trouble. You know, 10 year old kids should uh, should worry their parents a little bit at night. They should they should expand their horizons. They should break things. They should TP houses. They should throw eggs. Just not at my house. But uh, anyway, that's my well, bugaboo. Right. Well, the you know the the flip side of that is you know there are a lot of ten year old kids that are doing exactly that, except with uh, without toilet paper and eggs. They're using actually Glocks and and Uzis in the in the in the slums and inner cities of Chicago and every other. Uh, hellhole in uh, in creation but of course they have no parents to speak of but that's quite another story i remember when i lived in california we one year with a friend of mine we were renting a house and we bought we got no candy whatsoever we didn't decorate of course the bells wouldn't stop ringing like non-stop and then the next year we bought about 15 pounds of candy and nobody came so there you go well you showed <laughs> them not to, not to show up to to those cheap bastards over at the on the corner <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Oh well, we we, we ate all the Kit Kat bars, so uh, so there you have it. There you go. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna it's a Tuesday, so we've uh, we're gonna do the short edition uh, for the weekday, and we've got a number of quick hits. And um, uh, obviously, what's going on in Israel, we may touch upon tangentially, but uh, for now, it's just do things that are perhaps getting passed over and rightly so for what the, no pun intended uh, by what's going on in Israel. But uh, over here in the States with, with, because of Matt Gates successfully uh, being able to oust uh, the rhino, Kevin McCarthy, we have a new speaker of, of the house and his name is Mike Johnson. And he's a representative from, uh, from Louisiana. And I had never heard of this guy before, but so far, man, he seems to be saying all the right things and, and pissing off all the right people. Well, I agree. Uh, the question is whether he is going to continue to say and do the right things, or is he going to disappoint us, uh, which I fully expect. Um, McCarthy did say and do a few good things uh, early in his tenure as Speaker of the House, um, but he obviously uh, was simply playing a long game and uh, and reverted to the norm for most GOP uh, um, representatives, which is as a uh, bought and paid for representative of the deep state and of corporate America. Um, I think that Mike Johnson might be different. He certainly wears his religion on his sleeve, which, by the way, is not a criticism. Um, if if America were filled with uh, um, with fundamentalist Christians, uh, we would be a much better country. Um, but uh, anyway, listen, he hasn't he hasn't had the opportunity to do enough 
for us to to make a um, a, a reasonable uh, valuation of him. But uh, as you say, all the indications are that uh, it's it, it will turn out well. Yeah, my my initial observation is that well, first of all, with Kevin McCarthy, uh, whatever he did in the beginning, first of all, let's not forget he's from the state of California, and so he is a you know he he is subsumed by that by that hellhole and all the leftists there, so he will definitely tend to lean uh, towards that, regardless of his uh, his party affiliation, as we all know. On the other hand, Mike Johnson, being from Louisiana, and this is uh, there was a couple of a couple of links I've had over the last few days. Uh, Louisiana, sh- uh, shocking uh, many people. They're really heading towards uh, towards you know Republican, solid Republican, if not MAGA conservatism. They elected a governor who is who is a, from what I understand, a fairly conservative governor, and uh, he has been doing things. And I forget the gentleman's name, and I apologize for that. But he's been doing things and running a campaign and running a ground game that is every bit as uh, aggressive. And pushing the envelope of the, you know, of, of ballot harvesting and all of these things that the Democrats do, and he's getting the job done, and he's perhaps pointing the way for 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 other, hopefully for other candidates, you know, to to do this, which would be a most welcome uh, thing to do, considering the the electoral and, and election environment that we find ourselves in. But so far, Mike Johnson, I think, is you know, beyond that, he's also basically said, oh hell, you know, Biden impeachment is totally on the table. So there's that, and there is you know his, uh, you know, really just really being open about his his Christianity and what it means in terms of all the social issues and the culture issues that uh, have you know for whether we want it or not are at the forefront of our politics and have defined our politics. So if he stays, uh, you know, if he if he maintains this this attitude and and can force, you know, the you know whoever the whip is, I guess the whip is still Steve Scalise, and Scalise is a is from Louisiana as well, but and a bit of know, a squish. A bit of a squish. So, which, which shocks he, me, by the way, that just it yeah. just amazes me that Scalise, yeah. uh, in spite of everything that he's gone through, uh, has has remained a friend of the Democrats. It's so sweet, yeah, that, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Here's the, I mean, for those who are wholly unaware of this, about five or six years ago at a GOP softball practice, uh, you know, a, a wacko who is linked directly to Bernie Sanders and linked directly to Dick Durbin, who still refuses to talk about what those links are and was communicating with him, went to went to the baseball field. And his name was James Hodgkinson. And he literally opened fire on them with all kinds of weapons, miraculously didn't kill anyone. But Steve, Steve Scalise was critically injured and and uh, literally went through months of rehab, to, you know, to, to to get back to where he is today. But for him to actually, exactly, you're right, CBD, to, to like, you know, uh, bend over and say, you know, for, forgive and forget to, to a party that has really never apologized for this and never came out with any sort of denunciation of this, especially Dick Durbin and, and, and Bernie Sanders. That's just really, uh, that's problematic, to say the least. But I we'll agree. see how it redounds on Johnson. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to Johnson. Um, one thing he did do, uh, is decouple aid to Ukraine from aid to Israel. And I think that's an extraordinarily important step. Oh, um, yeah. You know, linking those two wars is, is in the in the public eye is a terrible, terrible thing. Israel is, is in a battle for its for its survival against entrenched terrorist organizations that unfortunately the United States supports uh indirectly through its support of Iran and through its support of of uh whatever hellhole lebanon has become um it's it's just a and and, and by the way you know i've, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast um ukraine is a border dispute nothing more if 
if Russia wins, they get part of Eastern Ukraine. If Ukraine wins, they get part of Eastern Ukraine. I don't give a shit. I simply do not care. I, I care more about the probably hundreds of billions of dollars that we're going to piss away uh, on this and the possibly, uh, you know, dozens of American lives that are going to be lost. Because let's face it, we have boots on the ground. We have advisors. Well, you know something? We had advisors in Vietnam in 1964. Uh, how did that turn out for us? Yep, 57,000 Americans dead, and there was just a handful of advisors in 1964. Thank you, uh, President Johnson. But, you know, the, the one thing to, to note, and, and this has always been a sore point, and we've talked about this on the previous podcast, you're Jewish, I'm Jewish, I support Israel to the hilt, I support and, and love the United States of America, or at least what, what was the United States of America, and hopefully will rise again, please God. But I also agree with the fact that we should not be, you know, we should not be just giving money willy-nilly to every shithole in every country and every whatever around the world. It's not our job just to, to, for, for foreign aid, especially to countries like Ukraine, which is one of the worst, if not the most corrupt, one of the most corrupt, or if not the most corrupt country on the planet in what is essentially a border dispute. And of course, with, with people like Biden and Kerry and Mitt Romney and other people who have financial interest in, in Ukraine uh, under the table with Burisma, among other things, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a hellhole. Now, as for the state of Israel, I would argue that supporting them is in our best interest because of who they are, what they are, uh, as, a, as the most liberal, one of the most liberal democracies on the planet, certainly the most liberal democracy in the Middle East, and a bulwark against this, this dark age, hideous uh, Islamic uh, fundamentalism, and really Islam as it is, looking to overthrow the world, and it's coming here as well. Now, that said, should we put boots on the ground in Israel? Of course not. Should we try to support them within reason to give them the military aid that they need to stop this slaughter? Yes, I think that's a good investment and a wise investment. Should it go on forever and ever? Probably not. Uh, Israel has proven itself to be a, a, a leading country and exporter of you know, technology and all sorts of things that benefit everybody, whereas all the other places that we support are ex exporting mostly tropical diseases, terrorism, and uh, hooliganism to our shores. So, you well, know, I'll, I do, I'll, I'll, let me let me channel my inner anti-Semite. And if anybody does not appreciate that, uh, <laughs> um, I'll, you know, just read Ace of Spades and you'll understand. Um, exactly. I, I think that support for Israel is reasonable right now. Um, I do not think that it was ultimately necessary, except that we have also supported Israel's enemies and just for balance we have to support israel in the middle east you know we're, we're pumping probably about the same amount of of money into egypt uh we we certainly support jordan we're pumping billions of dollars into into lebanon uh we have we have given uh iran which is which runs proxy terrorist armies throughout the world we've given them six billion dollars well, while we cut back supposedly but we've given them billions and billions of dollars over the years for this ridiculous goal of of creating a foil against israel's power in the middle east and obviously it, it's also channeling the traditional anti-semitism of the state department and the calorama kids otherwise known as uh, barack obama's third term um but israel needs significant support right now but it does not need significant support uh going forward into you know into 2025 and 2026 
It, it's simply not yeah. necessary. Israel is perfectly capable of of funding its own battles. You know, the best way to support Israel at CBD, and you, and you touched upon it right there, is if you want to support Israel, you know something, cut off and cut out and boot out the support for every damn penny that Iran gets. And certainly we should get the hell out of Qatar or gutter or whatever, get our heads out of the gutter, so to speak, which is a home base for, 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 for Hamas and, and, you know, and Al Jazeera. And all of these other countries, cut the funding off for those countries. You don't have to give Israel a dime. But if you cut them off, Israel will be able to handle its problems quite handily. But uh, but these are all points well taken. And and, uh, and there you go. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, back to Mike Johnson. Um, obviously, uh, Seth and I are uh, moderately pleased with him. Um, we're hoping yes. for the best. Uh, I expect the worst. But I think that, <laughs> that all right-thinking conservatives um, – are on my side when it comes to that. We are eventually going to be disappointed, but uh, hopefully that will be far, far in the future. Right. Well, the decoupling of the money with Ukraine is really pissing off Schumer, Biden, and Mitch McConnell. Surprise, surprise. So he's pissing off, as we say, the right people or the wrong people, whichever way you want to slice it. So for now, um, cautiously optimistic, uh, you know, if he does go the way of, you know, and look, and this is just the nature of the beast in Washington, D.C., and in government in general. Uh, you know, they, they're they so powerful and such a corrupting influence. And ultimately, unless you are, I don't know, unless you are some cross between, uh, you know, a saint or, or, or whatever, you, you ain't going to make it. They're going to make your life miserable. They're going to corrupt you or they're going to destroy you, one or the other. But for now, um, yeah, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and, and keep it up and go Mike Johnson. Yeah. So uh, moving back to Israel, uh um, the IDF has expanded uh, ground operations into Gaza um, pretty significantly. Uh, it looks like they're going very slowly. Uh, they're consolidating. They're they're preserving their their soldiers and uh, knocking the snot out of Hamas and and their infrastructure in northern Gaza. Um, I was I was a little worried about this, and in fact, uh, last week I wrote about that. Um, on Ace of Spades, that Israel did not have the intestinal fortitude. But I am very, very happy to to find that I'm probably wrong about that. And um, th- another plug to Ace of Spades, I wrote about that today. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. like they're in it for the long haul. Um, they, uh, you know, they're they're saying things like "die or surrender." That's your only choice. Um, they've already announced. The IDF spokesman uh, Daniel Hagari said that they would that uh, Israel would pursue Yaha Sinwar. He's the head of, of Hamas in Gaza. Uh, they would pursue Yaha Sinwar until they reached him, which is very, very nice. Um, that has to be the message to everybody who, who fights for Hamas, who supports Hamas, or who simply doesn't want a life in Gaza. Because, listen, Gaza, as we know it, is changing. It will never be what it was and it that is because of hamas indeed it's just it's just to point out though that, that and and i've i've written about this is that and we've talked about it there uh, look you there are no absolutes anywhere and of course theoretically there are people who don't necessarily like this but it, it's not a stretch to say that the vast majority of people in gaza First of all, they voted once, they voted overwhelmingly, and uh, they voted for Hamas to be their official representatives as a quote-unquote government. And whether or not they 
you know, they, they like Hamas right now is, is irrelevant. They voted for them and they are pr- approving of uh, the massacre of Jews. And they, they approve of the ultimate goal of, of killing every Jew in Israel and obviously ultimately killing every Jew on the planet. From the river to the sea is not about a two-state solution. It's about a final solution, that against the Jews. And unfortunately, we now have evidence, and there's clear evidence, that not only the Hamas terrorists uh, gunned down, butchered, and slaughtered innocent Israelis, it was uh, civilians that were doing this and were joining in. They jumped over the border and were, were following close behind, uh, like a sort of a pseudo-Einsatzgruppen to the Einsatzgruppen, to, uh, to abuse the bodies, beat up the women, rape them, kill them, spit on them, and so on and so forth. I mean, there were some... You know, and, and as this goes on, there are more and more horrendous reports of, of what the Israelis found. And, you know, there was one the other day, and I really don't want to say it, but it just turned my stomach. And I had to just walk away from the post because I couldn't, you know, it, it bothered me. The Martha McCallum on Fox News literally broke down in tears when she, when she was talking about the film footage that the IDF showed to them. So it, let's not lose sight of, of what this is all about. You know, whatever people want to claim about the Palestinian, quote unquote, being, you know, colonized and this and that and abuses of Israel. There's a premeditated invasion by animals who sought to butcher people, period, end of story. There is no excuse for that. There never will be an excuse for that. So if they wipe these people off the face of the earth, no problem with me. But beyond that, there's got to be done something to break the cycle of indoctrination that is, uh, yeah, and this is another thing we pay for, our State Department. We fund the Palestinian Authority, and then, and what are they putting in their, in their textbooks, in their school books? That Jews are pigs, animals, and cancer that deserve to be uh, eradicated. So, you know, cut that money off and, and, and starve that beast. Please, God. Well, l- listen, this is total war for Israel. It has to be total war. It has to be the, the, the end game for Israel has to be the complete destruction of Hamas and the the complete subjugation of the people of gaza they need to be taught that they lose if they support hamas they lose and they lose everything and i'm not suggesting that all two million of them are killed but the but the you know the many thousands who are expected to be killed in this war um have brought it upon themselves as as you septon have, have pointed out they voted for hamas they support hamas so they're they're getting what they paid for. Absolutely, and 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 Lee, you know, and I and I try to tell this to people who are very close to me and are so, so Pollyannish heads up their ass about you know you know getting along and going along. So I got Heimer, and I say, you know something, these people, this is not, you know, it's one thing when you think that it's some sort of radical chucklehead in a cave in Tora Bora, uh, but no, this kind of hatred, the, the vitriol, and it's not even. It's not even someone embellishing. There is embellishment, I'm sure. But in the Quran itself, the Quran itself says to either kill or subjugate all the Jews and all the unbelievers. And this is preached not in a cave somewhere on another planet, but in the, in the big mosques in every Muslim capital in the world and all over Western Europe. All the imams are preaching this. And we talk about these so-called moderate Muslims. Well, where are the moderate Muslims to step up right now and say, we do not accept this. We do not believe this. This is wrong unconditionally, categorically, regardless of what it says in the Quran. Quran we do not support this. And right now, all I'm hearing are crickets. I don't see it. You know, well, you know, the, the, the joke is that the, the moderate Muslim is the guy who who's stands by and holds the, uh, the coat of the um islamist who murders jews uh, you exactly. know they're, they, they don't exist we've talked about this before we're, we're going to talk about it again uh, the a moderate muslim simply does not exist 
Anyway, um, let's let's move back to the United States for a bit. And um, I noticed uh, last week um, our our favorite uh, stoner magazine, Reason, uh, <laughs> which claims to be a libertarian magazine, but in fact uh, they they support uh, open borders and free marijuana and judge and other drugs too. By the way, um, they're criticizing Ron DeSantis because apparently he. Um, he ordered uh, National Students for Justice in Palestine, which is a, a campus organization. He ordered them shut down in, on Florida, in Florida universities. Um, I find nothing wrong with that. Uh, they, mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, with, with a cursory inspection of their finances, you will discover that they are either funding Hamas or terrorism or re- receiving funding from terrorists. So it, it doesn't bother me at all. And quite frankly, uh, you know, you can claim that it's a violation of free speech. Uh, I'm not so sure about that, but it's certainly appropriate, um, certainly appropriate given the, the, the tone in, in the United States. Uh, these people are going at, you know, campuses in the United States are, are becoming virulently anti-Semitic. So anything that Ron DeSantis can do to push back against that tide, I think is a good thing. As they're becoming virulently to the point of, of actually inciting violence and perhaps conducting violence, we had this incident that happened last, uh, I guess, last week at the Cooper Union in New York City, where like 12 kids who were just 12 Jewish kids who were studying in the basement all of a sudden got surrounded by a horde who were trying to break in, uh, you know, into the doors and were held back maybe by a couple of cops. And had they gone in there, I, I'm, you know, they probably would have certainly would have had the crap beaten out of them if not killed. Uh, I, I yeah, do the, the pogrom was mostly peaceful until they started uh, killing yeah, Jews. Exactly, it's mostly exactly. Bingo, the, the rounding up, you know, whatever. But that's but that's that's not even a one-off. That's going on in schools all over the country, in Cornell, in Yale, everywhere. There is a Jew Harvard. on campus. Harvard, they're being told, you know, hide your. This will happen like ten years ago in Paris. Hide your yarmulkes, hide your mezuzahs. Don't be openly whatever. And I'm saying this is this is madness. This has to stop. And I wrote about it this morning. I got I got a note from uh, you know a, a friend of friends of mine, and they sent me a lovely little um, uh, you know I guess an e e um, uh, petition to sign, and it's it's from the the, the anti defamation league to, to to Miguel Cardona, and I had to just freaking laugh at that because number one, the ADL is a communist front front group. I mean, between Abe Foxman and now Jonathan Greenblatt, they've they've turned it into a total you know absolute farce and a leftist just a leftist farce that beats up that that doesn't even address real anti semitism, but the fake anti says anti-Semitism of, of MAGA Republicans and white supremacists, which don't exist. But Islam, no, they, they don't recognize that at all. So it's like this is this crap is going on. You know, everyone thinks it's, oh, my God, the surprise of, of what's going on on the campus. You know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but these people have been there in the campus for 30, 40, 50 years now. I mean, dare we go back to the halcyon days of Mr. Obama before he was uh, sworn in uh, as our president and destroyed the country? He gave a testimonial dinner to an individual named Rashid Khalidi, who was at Columbia University. And to this day, the, the tape of that, and he's a virulently anti-Jewish, anti-Israel uh, thug and, and posing as a professor. And uh, this tape of this testimonial dinner has been hidden in the, in the offices and the safes of the Los Angeles Times since, uh, since 2008. So this is going on forever. So it's, uh, you know, get, get your kids out of school. Um, you know, get a gun, learn how to use it properly, have a CCW and know, know where you live, realize where you live, who are your neighbors, especially if you live in a blue city and get your kids out of the schools for God's sake, please. Yeah. Rashid Khalidi, he's a real charmer. Um, you know, he, he, he has become this, this odd spokesman, 
uh, you know, uh, this senior uh, spokesman for um, the, uh, the the Jew hate that ma- that is masked in um, at Columbia and other places um, by his his claim of, uh, you know, of Zionism e- equals imperialism and and yeah, blah, 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 blah. But he yeah, is exactly. he is um, probably my guess is um, he is directly linked to uh some of the uh some of the terrorist groups in in the middle east um i know that he was um very politically active in beirut a long time ago um i think he was there um when the um when all those marines were were murdered 40 Um, years ago i'm not you know i i don't have any direct knowledge of his links to terrorism but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me and you know it's what's unbelievable that you know he he is embraced at columbia um he he taught at the university of chicago um and i i I think at georgetown but i'm not 100 percent sure about that but what you know what really amazes me columbia university um is the preeminent university in new york city new york city is the center of 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 the jewish people in america that they tolerate this is unbelievable to me and of course the 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 obvious answer is that's because they're not jewish that their their true religion for many many jews in the united states is progressivism it is not judaism and they are willing to tolerate a virulently anti-semitic anti-israeli man in their midst just to uh to polish their bona fides as as good as good progressives because it would make grandma feel so good because you know she voted for fdr god Exactly. Ridiculous. And what did FDR do for the Jews? Nothing, pretty much. Um, you know, just go, go before I hit hit the Santas again, because just with uh, with the students for the Justice in Palestine nonsense. I went. I'm an alumnus of Brooklyn College, and Brooklyn College was the was really more. It was such a Jewish place of of if we could use the word Yiddishkeit, Jewishness for people who don't speak Yiddish. We had a Hillel there. We had a very strong support of Israel. Yes, it was a it was a uh, certainly a center for you know campus uh, nonsense going back into the sixties and the protest and the Vietnam thing, but you never felt as a Jew, especially you never felt far from from being feeling threatened. You felt fantastic on that campus. You felt at home, regardless of who you were, what you thought. You never felt unsafe at, at Brooklyn College. And today, it's one of the top ten most anti-Semitic. Uh, campuses, uh, you know, in in America, and the, as you pointed out, CBD, New York City is probably the most Jewish by population, the most Jewish place on the planet outside of the state of Israel, um, and and the fact that it has turned into just this, you know, th- th- this nightmare of what they used to warn us about forty years ago that Jerry Falwell and Ronald Reagan were going to turn America into a Christian theocracy and go after all the Jews. How'd that work out? Look what happened. Look who are the look who are the theocrats, quote unquote, the, the toxic mix of a religion of godless socialism and Islam. You, if you live in a blue city and you're a Jew, you are you are being watched and you are marked for all kinds of crap, my friends. And you know, I hate to say I told you so, but you know, I told you so. But going back to Ron DeSantis with SJP, whatever your free speech notions are, that goes out the window. If if they are tied with Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. Students for Justice in Palestine can be and should be declared uh, a, an, an unindicted co-conspirator or a part of a terrorist organization and should be completely shut down, its members investigated, and its assets seized, period, end of story. But of course, same thing happened with CARE and nothing happened with them. And uh, that, that's never going to happen, certainly, with this one. 
Well, you know, when we're we're pumping billions of dollars into Iran, how how can how can we turn around and and claim that National Students for Justice in Palestine uh, is is a bad thing? You know, exactly. the, the cognitive dis- dissonance in this country is is profound. It, it's and it's terrifying. Absolutely. Hey, let's take a little break for a moment. We'll come back, regroup, and do some quickie quickie hits, and uh, we'll we'll see what transpires on the Cut Jib News Radio Network. Back uh, with the with a very brief final segment. Uh, Talk to the newsletter speaks. Uh, CBD has a uh, quick uh, announcement or observation you would like to share with us. So the you know everyone is is expecting this or hoping for a sea change in in American Jewry because of the the virulent anti-Semitism that is emerging from from all points on the left of the political spectrum in this country. And uh, Sefton just said, you know, buy guns. And I've been saying that for quite a long time. And I'm not I'm not joking about that. I think that it is incumbent upon every Jew in America to to learn how to shoot, to buy guns, buy ammunition and be comfortable with the idea that at some point in the future, we have to will have to protect ourselves. And I think that that one of the problems with American Jewry is that they do not understand that we have tremendous, powerful allies in this country, and we simply ignore them. And I, it, is, it is very, very important that American Jews understand that our friends are not on the left, that we have wonderful, powerful friends in other parts of this country, and we simply ignore those people. Oh, that is criminal. And that needs to change here, here. And I'll I'll just amplify that in stating, as as I stated before, how, you know, we always had this innate fear, this, I hate to channel Jimmy Carter, but we had this really innate and stupid fear of um, Christians, of, you know, fundamentalists and so forth, whatever their beliefs may be. And so, and, and this and that, or whatever you may think of them. You gotta, you gotta like, you know, lift your consciousness, people, and you've got to put all that that bullshit from forty years ago aside, because the Jewish people, the real Jewish people, who have no better friend than than our, than our Christian brothers and sisters, and they were always our friends, and the people that who uh, we we try to associate with and try to ingratiate ourselves with have stabbed us in the back, in the chest, in the heart, and in the face for years and years now, and we've gone along with it. We've 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 sort of you know ignored the fact that and tried to parse this so-called bullshit lie of anti anti israel and anti-zionism not being the same as anti-semitism the you got that illusion is exploded and if you don't see that then you're going to be the first that they're going to go after but yes our friends are are our friends are the constitution of the united states our christian brothers and sisters and and you know just put all these stereotypes that were in your head for years and years and years and flush them down the toilet because that's going to be our only hope, and it's going to be your only salvation. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to wrap this one up. Um, I hope uh, all of you um, go out and trick-or-treat, get lots of good good candy, and uh, enjoy, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, folks. J.J. Sefton here for CBD on the Cut Newsletter Speaks Radio Network. Please hit the tip jar, and we will see you this weekend for an all-new one with hopefully a good special guest.